on this episode. Hey, 20th episode. Check that out. Thanks if you're still listening out there. Been fun, fun, fun. And we're heading to the 70s today. So grab a couple of Horlicks and get listening. Oh, I forgot to press record on my voice, so my voice might be a little hard to hear in this episode. One job. If you've got any complaints, send them to... Bi- 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 1, 1. G'day, g'day. Welcome to the 20th episode of every Aussie number one song ever. I'm Teddy, and for this episode, we have Jimmy Keefe. How are we, Teddy? Good, Jimmy. Matty Doc. Hello. And welcoming back into the fold, we have Chris. A.K.A. Mr. Surridge, A.K.A. Covers, Chris. <laughs> How are you, Chris? Thanks, Hans. Hi, guys. Great to be back. Thank you. Thanks for joining Stuff. us again. Uh, my pleasure. This is uh, yeah, a special episode, number 20, and uh, would you believe it started one year ago. Our first episode was uh, recorded or put out there. So Yeah, right. Yeah, impressive. Wow. Survive the lockdown. Yeah, well, it was lockdown last year. Right? <laughs> yeah. Similar situation, yeah. But anyway, probably the uh, international investors coming in to help out there with the promotion and all that. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll welcome them in uh, anytime they're, they're keen. Uh, all right, we'll just get stuck in uh, this episode. We're heading to 1972. It's a quick few items from that year of Noteworthy. Australian Kerry Ann Wells was crowned Miss Universe. And later in the year, fellow Aussie Belinda Green was crowned Miss World. A pretty powerful country at that time, I think. Mm. Uh, there's a kidnapping at Faraday Primary School. Oh yes. Uh, that was all over the, that was all over the news. Never heard of this, but um, a teacher and six students were held hostage before escaping safely. Uh, one of the kidnappers would later escape prison and attempt another kidnapping. <laughs> Where, whereabouts is this? Well, it's here in Victoria, Faraday. Faraday. That's... In, uh, sort of central Victoria, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Small town. But, uh, yeah. There you yeah. go. Sadly, um, yeah. Anyway, everyone was okay. But... Yeah. No, they got it. Got it. Oh, everyone was safe. Uh, only a month or so after that, uh, an ANSET flight from Adelaide to Alice Springs was hijacked. <laughs> <laughs> All passengers and crew survived unharmed, but the uh, perpetrator uh, would commit suicide in the uh, time. Oh, wow. Hmm. Again, I've not heard of that. <laughs> no. But, uh, that was a big year for, uh, yeah, it must have been the end thing at that time. My oh, goodness. I was real lucky to grow to adulthood. Yeah. Um, Got any uh, positive news in on? No, it's kind of just pretty. Well, we'll get to the song. You can tell yeah, it's yeah, a pretty drab year, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some of the bigger musical acts of the year were Cat Stevens, Billy Thorpe, the Aztecs, mm-hmm. Roberta Flack, and Jethro Tull. Jethro. <laughs> but. On the 26th of April, 1972, the number one song in Australia was Without You by Harry Nielsen. Now, 
Chris, you were maybe around back in the day without giving away too much. You yeah, uh, I have probably, any memories of this? Yeah, I, look, I do have vague memories of it. It was probably not a genre that I was quite into in those days. Um, mm. But uh, And I'm guessing Countdown on ABC would have started, so it may have been on that, but that, my memory is... I can't say to a certainty that that was the case, but uh, I sort of, yeah, when, when the song came up and you guys sort of uh, invited me on, I certainly, yeah, knew the song when it, um, yeah, when, when I did some research and played it, yeah, for sure. Maddie and Jimmy, you, you kind of recognised the last, uh, the last episode once we actually got into it. Yeah, once you once you played it, I think when we heard the name, it didn't ring a bell. But as soon as yeah, you hear the uh, the song, it's definitely one that you will have heard. Yeah, I was. Um, it's always that risk when you spin the wheel or whatever at the end of the uh, <laughs> episode, and you're like, the name comes up and there's just a blank. Everyone's like, well, what have we got? It? What have we got here? But um, as soon as it was played, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think I um, yeah, seen some uh, memes of that one. So. <laughs> Uh, one of the earliest uh, big hit power ballads, I reckon. So uh, anyway, before we chuck it on, we might uh, might hear about Harry and his life leading up to releasing this song. He was uh, born in Brooklyn, 1941. He was raised in poverty uh, with an absent father. His early musical influences were his grandmother, who played the piano, and his uncle, uh, mechanic who helped hone his vocal skills. Shout out to all the uh, singing mechanics out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, an interesting mix. <laughs> mm. uh, due to the uh, poverty, he, Nielsen dropped out of high school and took a job at a bank as a computer programmer. Uh, he's apparently quite good at the job, as they kept him on even after discovering he had faked his high school certificate. And a computer program, what year we what year are we talking? Like what sort of computer program would that be? Uh for you, Chris. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's an interesting question. I said I remember I was telling somebody the other day, I remember doing the uh the punch cards in about year eleven maths. We had to send them off to uh, we'd you know, we'd we'd do a uh, create an equation and then we in our little punch card things and we'd wrap them in a in a uh, uh, a rubber band and then they'd all get posted off to Monash Uni where the computer was and yeah. <laughs> they got put through a light scanner and about six weeks later you got yeah. back a printout of your um of your <laughs> equation that, that that largely you could have done on a calculator um why didn't but... you just text it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh that's 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 a good question Jimmy Keith but yeah, yeah. we uh yeah, no the only phone we because I think the other other week you were discussing phone numbers and uh yeah, no, the only phone we had was on the wall at home. How many numbers did your phone number exist well, on was, at that stage? Yeah, uh, I, 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 can st I still know them, Matty Doc. Was, was two, <laughs> I hope I'm not giving this away. I hope we don't get a heap of nuisance calls. But um, was 263. Hang on, slow down. 263. Two. <laughs> <laughs> two, <six>, <laughs> yeah. So that's so, all I had to dial to ring you up, 263. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, later on you dialed, normally you just picked up the phone and got the exchange and then you asked for the number. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yep. That's uh, so yeah. Mobile yeah. phones kind of weren't weren't a thing. <laughs> well, we learn something every week here. It's great. <laughs> uh, 
anyway, it was around this time uh, Harry started to experiment with music as well. He learned to play the ukulele, piano and guitar and would make up his own lyrics to popular songs where he didn't know the lyrics. Uh, in 1962, he found work as a demo singer and would go on to find success as a songwriter with and for the likes of Little Richard, The Monkees and Phil Spector. Nielsen would finally release singles in an album under his own name in 1966, but it was to little fanfare and no chart action. However, things were still on the up as other artists, such as Fred Astaire and our own Johnny Farnham, had success covering Nielsen's songs. Uh, one is the loneliest number. Yeah. Mm, yep. yeah. Harry wrote that. So okay. Johnny uh, had a crack at that one. Uh, and also a little band called The Beatles became big fans of his. There's an infamous interview with The Beatles in 68 where they were asked who their favourite American artist and group was, and they answered Nielsen. You go on to later garner the nickname, the American Beatle. Uh, anyway, he finally broke through in 1969, uh, commercially that is, and funnily, funnily enough, it was a cover. His version of Everybody's Talking hit the US top 10 after it featured in the movie Midnight Cowboy. You know Everybody's Talking? I reckon you'd know that if you heard it too. Well, yeah. I listened to it. Well, I listened to it and as soon as I heard it, it rang back to another movie in Forrest Gump. It's in that. And yeah, oh, yeah. As, soon as, as soon as I heard it, I'm okay. like, yeah, I've heard that in, in something. And yeah, it was on the Forrest Gump uh, soundtrack. <laughs> nice. Uh, a couple of albums and minor chart success followed before Nielsen hit the top of the charts in 1972 with Without You, which again is a cover. All right, we might give uh, Nielsen's spin, uh, Nielsen's version spin now and uh, see what you think of it. All right, that's uh, without you, by Harry Nielsen. Feeling a bit overwhelmed there, or what, fellas? Yes, oh, very emotional. Chris, uh, start with you. What What did you think of the track? You uh, you a fan of it at all? Look, um. I wasn't to start with. I was prepared to not like this, um, but based on your uh, early memories, or just no, based on I don't like songs with lots of strings and orchestras <laughs> and uh, that uh, sort of overproduced stuff. I I I can see why. Um, yeah, you know, I think Air Supply did a version which was personally was everything the short song shouldn't be um and i can probably see where i got to number one america but um i don't think it anyway um no it's i don't like all that overproduced stuff but um listening to the song and pick on youtube looking at some of the the comments underneath where people had written about uh them how this song brought them to tears and memories of loved ones and everything i thought oh perhaps uh i was being a little judgmental and i thought yeah actually obviously means a lot to a lot of people and it is a pretty iconic song and I'm looking at some of the covers like I think Nielsen did the best version of it. Fair enough. So, it's yeah. a uh, very emotional song. Yeah. 
Did you find it hard to listen to while you're uncontrollably sobbing in the shower? Alone, or was that... <laughs> oh, well, it was more about getting your phone to work in the, in the shower. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> getting YouTube and the computer happening in the shower was, was a little tricky, but yeah. He's no, talking yeah. exchange. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing without you. <laughs> yeah. I went and stood in the rain because that's, you know, crying in the rain is much, more, oh, much yes. more acceptable than... Um, yeah. <laughs> Keith, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Anything stick out for you or did you like it? I think it's just one of those classic old ball- like power ballads, really, that it sticks out to me. It's not a song I'd lash out and go and, and listen to. That I don't like, not like it as well. Like It's a, a fair enough song. Um, but, yeah, it's sort of just sits a mid-tier type of power, power ballad, um, really. So... <laughs> That's about it. Could you, uh, read his vocals, could you have a crack at that or what? He put me on the spot. I've not warmed <laughs> up. <laughs> that seems to be one of the uh, things talked about Harry and it is this song as well. Just his very strong voice. He's can uh, reach, reach the low notes and mm. highs. It's transition. Three, three and a half octave range, apparently. Oh, wow. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Mm. What sort of range can you rock out, Jim? Well, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all high and low. Yeah, fair mm. enough. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Uh, now, three nice. octaves is a, is a fair effort. So you didn't happen to look up uh, maybe like a, a solid female, Whitney Houston or something like that? Ooh, range compared to question. A... yeah i think um i saw aretha franklin was like five but she, wow four, four or five but she's and Mar- I think Mar- think. Mar- mariah might have been a four even yeah um, okay i did yeah it's on wikipedia that, that there was one uh, popular singer who had six six octave range uh mike Patton of uh, faith no more Oh, uh, apparently has really six, six octave range. That's, for those of us who got a one note range, that's sort of promoting. Impressive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, one of the probably the bit we're getting off topic, but um, is it Kate Miller Heike? She her her range is okay. phenomenal yeah. too. If you've ever Michael, listened yeah. to some of her stuff, she can definitely hit the highs. Mm. Mm. Cr- crazy frog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rocks out. Rocks out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope we never get to that. Yeah, <laughs> that bar, I mean. just just put the moz on it for tonight, haven't you? <laughs> the random generator. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, you got any yeah. Now, well, I think yeah, the power ballads obviously they're going to be the key word, but yeah, it's how he holds some of the lyrics. Um, you can just hear it in the in the choruses, but probably when and not that I was thinking about it when the song was going on, but there's not many lyrics in the song. It's, no, um, quite. I was wondering if you were you'd had a word count. I, I so, don't. Oh, 100, 170, <laughs> yeah, 175 words total, but there's obviously that, you know, the chorus sort Repeat. of bit repeated a few times. So mm. it's, um, yeah, it's impressive and, and probably just was interesting listening to some of the other cover versions, but it's almost like the probably the big ones, like the first song, um, the original one with the, uh, what were they called? The Bad... Uh, bad Finger. The bad, bad, yeah, bad, bad, bad Finger. finger. Badfinger, it was actually a bit more up-tempo. Like, I was a bit surprised mm. when you listen to that. This slows it down and then, like, I don't know, there's a Mar- Mariah Carey version, almost goes slower again. Like, it's sort of, um, yeah, I-, I was probably shocked at how 
how upbeat the the original was. Um, but yeah, this is yeah, like I think um, has been said, power ballad, and um, yeah, you can definitely see why people would use it as weddings, funerals, and every other sort of uh, emotional occasion that would have uh, ties with them. Nice. Now it might be as good as ever. We might listen to the original uh, by Bad Finger. You know this one, Chris. You would have listened to it. The original. Yeah. Yeah, I had to listen to it. Um, didn't didn't really recognise it. Um, was interested. It was described somewhere, I think, as a brusque version. It's like you know, just had certainly lacked the emotion of Harry's version. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? They just yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's they, so they, close to the hit, like, yeah, because they, they, they didn't even release it as a single. Um, Bad Finger was just plucked on their album, yeah. Um, but I'm yeah, they, they, it's just it was, I can't live. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hold, they didn't, they didn't hold the notes at all. It's an amazing, yeah, such a what would seem like an easy change when you hear the second mm. version, like that changes a song, and I think we had that. I forget what other song we were talking about earlier. One of the other ones where oh, I might have been stop hammer time without the stop <laughs> hammer time. Like that gap just would ruin the song. Um, yeah. Um, the same lyrics. Uh, seems as though most of the cover versions don't really mess with the lyrics. Uh, so mm. bad finger. Must have done a reasonable job there. Well, I didn't, yeah, and you might even touch on it, but Bad Finger, I'd never heard of them before, but they got, like, linked with the Beatles and all that. Like, mm. they got some pretty high-up friends. Yeah. They were the first signings on the, um, the Beatles' Apple Records. Yeah. But uh, they got quite a tragic tragic story after uh, they didn't quite... They had a few hits. Not not this song, but uh, a few other hits. And uh, I don't know, Chris, did you... Mentioned you research this. What the yeah. other hits for Badfinger? No, the, uh, the tragic. Uh, yeah, yeah, tragic yeah, tale was, of, uh, yeah, tragic tale of. Because I was sorry, I was just I was off thinking when you're talking about Badfinger. I mean, I mean they had some success, but it's kind of like almost like that Poison Chalice again. Like the the two two of the songwriters who wrote the song had a, a sad finish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then um, in my research, I found that the Harry. I mean, he sort of, his life was cut short. And uh, I was also reading that uh, Harry had a flat in London. Did you guys yes. read this? Yeah. Yes, and uh... he let it out to um, to Mama Cass. And uh, she was staying Mama there one night after the concert. And yeah, had she had a heart attack and died there. Oh, um, and then Keith Moon of um, the, who? the Who. Yeah, he died in the same room a few years later so it's like jeez you wouldn't wouldn't be staying there no no (laughs) i think he sold it eventually um i read a comment online uh, don't know if that would be good or bad for your Airbnb rating. (laughs) (laughs) it's a bit it's a bit conflicting isn't it yeah Yeah. come and sleep where two pop stars have died I reckon it'd be, it sounds all good to you trying to close your eyes and sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice furnishings, but the restless spirits kept me awake. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Bad finger. They, two, two songwriters of this song, yeah, committed 
suicide. It was kind of over the, the song. Mm. You know, writing credits, they kind of got uh, chipped out of the uh, some royalties, and yeah, very sad. I thought I thought it was a bit sad too that like as as you guys said before, like they were so close to having this monstrous hit. Mm. In fact, you know, I think it was only released a year after they released the original. And then, you know, as you must feel you must hear him saying, damn it, why didn't we think of that? Yeah. <laughs> and you wonder you wonder how many how many of them would be out there that you know they've been so close and either yeah. someone else has picked up that song and run with it or that it just didn't quite hit the mark um or that you know even probably someone who's written a song and i think i was watching something on the tv the other day where um someone had written a song they didn't like it they threw it in the bin and another artist said oh i'll give it a go and bang it's a hit like they didn't even <clears> think it was good enough <throat> for them to record <laughs> someone else you know sees potential in the mm. song that they've written yeah a lot of pop tunes like that i think they get passed mm, around yeah. to uh, different artists. actually if i can uh, maddie just remind me that that like even harry nielsen himself i think on one album he, he loved randy newman's work did you i hope i'm not yeah. stealing your thunder no, pants. please you're right yeah um so I'm he just loved gonna, it a lot <laughs> um yeah he he loved Randy Newman's work and so he recorded some of it and then Randy Newman got picked up and, you know, Nielsen never really got to that level of commercial fame, but like Randy Newman went on to, um, and you guys have probably grew up in there. He wrote a lot of the Toy Story stuff, Bugs Life, Monsters, Cars, oh, yeah. James and the Giant Peach. And, uh, just went through his awards he ended up receiving by contrast to say uh, Harry Nielsen he got uh, nominated for 22 Academy Awards um, he won two of them he uh, actually the, the Randy Newman's uh, family overall was nominated for 92 times uh, Randy Newman won three Emmys, seven Grammys and a Governor's Award from in Recording Academy and he's recognised in the Walt Disney Legend, the Songwriters Hall of Fame Rock and Roll Hall of Fame you kind of think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all thanks to Harry. He didn't quite. He did a whole uh, album of uh, Randy Newman songs. Yeah. Nielsen did. So. Yeah. And, and he went on to have this enormous success. And yeah, Nielsen sort of was never quite recognized in that way. Well, it sounded like he almost sort of drifted away from music a little bit. There was a few things happened there, wasn't it? That he sort of just drifted away a little bit as well, like got a bit probably disheartened by it or, or whatever happened. Um, yeah, and went his own way. Mm. He always uh, definitely master his own beat, old Harry. He's, that uh, album of uh, Randy Newman covers, like this, there wasn't really anyone doing just something like that at the time. Uh, he Some credit uh, Harry with, I'm just jumping ahead here a bit, but, um, they credited him with creating the first ever uh, mashup album. Uh, no mashup song. Sorry, you can't do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so some credited him with the first ever mashup song, uh, and yeah, as Doc just hinted at, he covered the Beatles. You can't do that song. Oh, um, but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> oh, that's a bit um, quick. Straight. Are you prepared? That's why he's not here. And then the you, you come in with the zinger. <laughs> um, and in uh, 
in Harry's version, he, he worked in references to 18 other Beatles songs. Oh, wow. There's a mashup there. And he also, some credit him with the first remix album too, uh, Harry. After uh, Everybody's Talking gained popularity, uh, the record label wanted to reissue his earlier records because uh, there was a bit of a demand. But uh, Harry felt that they already sounded dated, so he took the master tapes in and uh, really recorded some vocals, tweaked tweaked a bit of stuff, and <laughs> put out the new new version. Jeez. There he, uh, yeah, just a lot of just did what he did what he wanted basically, uh, and unfortunately, yeah, sometimes that didn't pay off. Hey. We'll get to a bit of his self-destructive stuff later. Yeah, because <laughs> he didn't he didn't tour, did he? Or didn't do appearances or anything? <laughs> no, he performed on TV a few times, but he never toured. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did you did you read what he how he answered how he answered people when when they tried to question him about that? No. I, was, I said uh, when people tried to call him to, to organise something or other, um, he usually answered the phone calls himself. Um, he didn't have a whole sort of PA or a publicist, publicist sitting around him. Um, and the conversation went something like this. The person would ask, when did you play last? He said, I didn't. Where have you played before? I haven't. Where, where will you be playing next? I don't. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a character, really. Yeah. Oh, you can, yeah. see, you can see why I didn't play live, though, if he didn't have a PA. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you always are sitting up. Right. Well, that's... <laughs> Thanks for the support, Chris. That's great. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm gonna say, um, yeah, dad jokes. I'm okay, the oldest one here. I should be doing dad jokes. <laughs> the demarcation. <laughs> um, no, well played. I like that one. Back to the song. Uh, so yeah, Badfinger had the original. The story goes that uh, Harry was at a party one night, heard the song playing, and he thought it was a new Beatles song. So he uh, rushed out to find out what it was. And when he when he realised it wasn't the Beatles, he, he decided to uh, cover it. Any other comments on, on Harry's version? He's I really like the restraint in the first chorus. Harry's just like... I can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a real, uh, he's trying to hold it together almost. Yeah. And then he just lets it out. Let's it go. And yeah, the strings, <laughs> very dramatic. Apparently, Harry wanted to record his version just solo piano and uh, pretty stark. But his producer convinced him to uh, go all out. Wise move commercially. Oh, yeah. Very good move. Well played producer. There's a second biggest song in Australia for the year. Nineteen, what was it? 72. Oh, 72. What was first? I'd have to say Cat Stevens. He's mentioned that. Would it still be? Yeah, I don't know. No, it's uh, Donny Osmond. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Puppy Love. Oh, no. <laughs> Don Osmond. Oh. That's just chalk and cheese. <laughs> Donald Osmond, puppy Donnie, love. Donnie, the youngest of the Osmond brothers. 
<laughs> so I didn't realize they're a big deal. They were a big deal in Australia too at the time. I thought they were like an American institution. Did you say Donny Osmond or? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Youngest. I thought, no, there might have been a younger one. No. Yeah. Oh, they were. I think we, one of my sisters had their album, Crazy Horses. Yeah. It, it wasn't very good. <laughs> I remember yeah. playing it once and not, yeah, and I mean once. <laughs> <laughs> these, yeah. horses, these horses aren't crazy at all. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why they're stampeding. <laughs> you have to listen to that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, uh, I'm thinking Jim, Jimmy Osmond was the youngest one. He had the, he was the only one with blonde hair. All the other uh, brothers had black hair. So, you know, yeah. draw your own conclusions. Um, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <open>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, A good Mormon family straight out of Utah. Um, yeah. Perhaps we'll get to them another episode. Yeah. Osmond. Surely one of them could come on. Yeah. <laughs> Half of America is probably related to them. There's about seven of them. Uh, uh, and the only other note about the song I had was, um, oh, I mentioned before how Harry wanted to do his the, the solo piano. It, the uh, the decision wasn't uh, straightforward. <laughs> they had a bit of a blue. Him and the producer, uh, they took it out, took it down to the pub apparently, and. Uh, after a while, they realised they were late for the session. Uh, they booked at the studio, and apparently they hightailed it in a taxi. And the version you hear on on the song is that he just jumped straight in and uh, did it. Built it there. Uh, wow, yeah. that's a rare talent, isn't it? Yeah, obviously worked out in their favour. I don't know. I assume I could do that as well, but I never uh, had a chance. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a bit of a bit of that stuff. I think it was Vance Joy and Hoodie. His first release this year was with like what's that marshmallow or yeah. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. and they were literally they literally just skated around and went for coffees and breakfast. And they're like, oh crap, we better go and record a song. And they'd just jump in, and it was like all the juices were flowing, ready to go, and smashed it out and went home. So, jeez, yeah. I think can, some artists can get stale just sitting in a studio trying to mm. focus on something. That, yeah, yeah, yeah true. Of, yeah, it takes away the uh, the natural feel. Fancy to oh. have a few uh, octaves would be okay. No comment. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't have uh, a couple. <laughs> <clears throat> but obviously, the way to do it. Let's go to the pub, Palmer. Run late, jump in an Uber. <laughs> yep, bang, done. Order, order an Uber on now. Yeah. You'll have to go home to use the telephone at home. <laughs> what was it again? 263? 263. Wasn't, that was our number. Uber number was 134. Right. <laughs> uh, you're thinking of your um, bank card pin there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The closest you got to Uber in those days was mum and dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was right. I was watching a special on on AC uh, ACDC one night, and I think their producer used to get them out of the like they'd do a pub gig, and then he'd dra- they'd pack up the pub gig and then go straight in the recording studio because he wanted 
to sound exactly like they were in the pub. So while they were, <laughs> while they had it happen, go and, go and put it down. Yeah, yeah. Made for some late nights, I think. Whatever, uh, whatever works, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's it. Mm. Chris, did you have any more on the covers? Did you want to? Oh yeah, thing. yeah. So yeah, look, I, I did. I'm always a bit of a. I, I like delving into the covers. There's there's a website that does, and I kind of thought, look, overall, it, it was it kind of interesting. It was it, <laughs> I was reflecting on it, and and I've kind of felt that the the trajectory of the trajectory of the covers sort of in some way mirrored Harry's career, really. I've, I've, but. Uh, you know, draw your own conclusion. But anyway, uh, yeah, 71, it was released. In 72, uh, I found amazing. There were 17 covers in 1972. I figured that mathematically, that was one every 21 days. Wow. Someone uh, put out a cover. After um, uh, Harry hit the big time, they're all like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that is that is, that is is some A-class bandwagoning <laughs> right, right there. Yeah, elite-level bandwagoning. Um, <laughs> I, I did just note down because... Uh, a couple of what I called notables. Um, one notable um, artist was Terry Baxter and his orchestra and chorus. Uncle Terry. Yeah, Uncle Terry. Uh, <laughs> one out there, Ant. So well played. Mus- mus- the musical gene runs deep in your family. Um, and then I found there was an Aussie connection. Uh, the Four Kingsmen did a version. The uh, Four Kingsmen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Oh. In 19, 1972, they did a version. And 1973, there were seven covers. That was one every 52 days or one every seven weeks. <laughs> a couple of notables. They, they turned to be a bit of a religious theme. One group were called the Pastors. Um, and I thought, why would you call your group the Pastors? I mean, if you wanted to appeal to today's youth, being a Lutheran oh. clergyman, probably not the way to go. <laughs> I thought they might have been Italians. Thank <laughs> 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 you. Uh, I did say that to a minister once. If he had a few pastor recipes, um, <laughs> get out of my church. <laughs> <laughs> Being of German descent, he didn't have a sense of humour. Um, Aussie connection there. Kamal did a version in 1973. Oh, did a cover Kamal. version. Uh, yeah, and to be honest, after like after a big start, it, they sort of just dribbled. 74. There were six covers. Um, 75 went down to three. Mind you, 75, they did a couple of notables there. Uh, one that, that caught my attention was a group called The Foremost. The um, foremost. And I thought, there's a group in desperate need of a noun. The Foremost what? Um, <laughs> I thought they should have perhaps whacked on The Foremost Experts, perhaps, or at least The Foremost Wanted might have been something. They yeah, might there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aussie Connection, Julie Anthony in 1975 yeah, did a version. Cool. There you um, go, you're getting all the names covered. <clears throat> oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, now, sadly, after like by 1976, five years, one cover version. That was it. It sort of started to peter out. Um, and then from 1977 to 2020, there was an average of 1.7 covers per year. So <laughs> it was kind of like, yeah, it just petered out to nothing. A couple of notables <laughs> in that time, uh, 1981, Brotherhood of Man. You, you will remember them from their big hit, um, Save Your Kisses From Me, won the 1976 Eurovision Song Competition. Well, there you go. I, I can see by the complete blank expressions that means nothing to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Save your kisses. Save kisses for me. Save all your kisses. For... Anyway, uh, 91, Aussie Connection, Air Supply Diversion. Um, uh, 97, 
couple of they really this is Jane and Doug Wayne. Um, that's I love the name. Jane and Doug <laughs> yeah. Wayne. John's uh, a John. John <laughs> John's kids. Oh yeah, fantastic. Um, <laughs> now the other day, the other day you guys were talking about m -m 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 -m. Um, oh, yeah. the other week, month ago, I said I listened. Yeah, Mama Ma Baker, and there was something else that had a mama in it you thought was pretty good too, and I can't remember it. But anyway, uh, 1979, the BB band. Now, write that down. That's the B -B band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Nice. Um, Maddie, this is for you, 2001, maybe the closest you get. Um, Renee Frogger. Oh. A version, yeah. Not Crazy Frogger, Renee yeah. Frogger. Yeah. Uh, that featured Danielle Mulder. Um, <laughs> They actually did a, a mashup all by myself, which was originally by Eric Carmen. All by myself, want to be, and without you. So it was sort of like the, uh, they had a vo the verse of all by myself, a verse of without you. Then the chorus was sung over the top of one another. Layered, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. So that was, yeah, cringeworthy. Uh, <laughs> 2005, again, religious, the faith healers did a version. Um, <laughs> 2008. Hey, were they Italian too, or is that no? <laughs> <laughs> probably I don't know French, perhaps somewhere from Lords or somewhere like that. Um, 2008, Aussie Connection. David Hobson did a version. 2010, thought you guys would like this. There was a, gr a group called Goat. Um, <laughs> G one and was G dot O dot A T. Um, but apparently that stood for uh, Garden on a Trampoline. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which doesn't even make sense but anyway there you go well, what uh, else would it stand for that yeah, yeah well yeah <laughs> how could you not pick that um and also yeah look again religious theme 2014 church of betty did a version uh, and then was a version by a bloke named greg ritchie Lionel's brother. Um, yeah. Not a cricketer, is he? Australian <laughs> Test cricketer. Um, yeah. That was on an album called Cast My Bread. So back to the religious theme. And uh, look, and in keeping that whole trajectory idea I was talking about, it kind of really sadly, a bit like Nielsen's career perhaps, uh, 2020, um, about the only versions I came across with were a heap of uh, like MIDI files. They're, they're basically... Um, lullaby things for babies. So it was sweet, the sweet little band, Babies Go Nielsen. Uh, the Twinkle Twinkle Little Rock Star did, did a version. Uh, Music Box Mania also did a, did this, this MIDI file version of this particular song. Interestingly enough, and I, I kind of explored those a bit, that some of those, they're meant to be tunes for your baby to put them to sleep and stuff. Mm. They, they, did, they, they did do some death metal songs. I think there were some, a couple of um, Metallica songs because uh, I thought of you guys again, because they did the Enter Sandman uh, mm. on, on sort of little chimey music boxy things, which was hey. appalling. Um, <laughs> and also a bit of Sevenfold. Are they sort of, they, I thought, yeah, sweet. I think they're kind of like their, yes, some, yeah, that's them. Mm. Um, and finally, just the, the, the final insult was uh, yoga pop-ups. Uh, where it was music you could do yoga to. So we had Without You played on the sitar, um, which I thought was a really sad end to what is a really quite 
the uh, iconic song. I'm feeling now. I'm feeling sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what will happen in the next uh, twenty years? Maybe redemption. Yeah, yeah. Redemption yeah. Come up. We'll say, did you want to do name the rally? I was going to say there's one one version that uh, uh, people of my age, our ilk, would probably recognise straight off the bat is the uh, Mariah Carey. Uh, hey, okay. That was uh, 1994 and 1994 released on the same day. Nielsen died, would you believe? Oh, oh. wow. So there you go. <laughs> Bit awkward, probably. That is, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is. That's just another sad ending, isn't it? Really? That's Having crazy. Mariah Ke- yeah, Mariah Carey cover your song. That's just mm. like... <laughs> how, do you, yeah, how, do you, if, how do you insult the injury? Really? If she ever rings and asks to cover one of my songs, I'll, <laughs> I'll show her. You just bloody go back to your apartment in London or wherever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well said. Jimmy. Well, well said. when you were saying about Mariah Carey, I had a bit of a look up the old Spotify uh, numbers. I don't know whether anyone else <laughs> seen that. So, yeah, who do you reckon which would be the more popular version, the Mariah song or the Harry Nielsen? Harry well, had I would pretty large Mariah, I but Harry had seventy-four million streams. Yeah, yeah. Mariah one hundred and thirty mil, seventy-five yeah, percent right. more. Yeah, oh, so it's nearly double. How no. many of those are from Paco? You think so? It's <laughs> seven. It said seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just halfway broke up. It's just a good on repeat. Bit of bit of music laundering. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Bring in a decent song, and the other side comes a becomes a rubbish one. (laughs) But yeah, seventy five percent more listens are the Mariah Carey one. That's uh, I'm a bit surprised at that number. Now I'm really sad. Well, he'd be getting, or his estate would be getting paid for that, surely. Be, oh, you would have thought. Yeah, that's that's Spotify too, isn't it? So do we count his listens before Spotify was? Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Mariah's in the same Mariah's way, probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. A few more years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I might, I might be, you might just have to, oh, excuse me, we're going to have a cry in the shower. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris, you, you want to do oh. a. Bro, yeah, yeah. After, yeah, I thought. Yeah, look, you guys have been hot on on who's related to who recently. Um, I thought I'd throw a bit of a challenge to you. Uh, these are people who have yeah. done a version of this particular song, and uh, so again, name name that relative. Um, remember, there are no correct answers here. Feel comfortable. <laughs> there, are, there are only wrong ones. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, first of all, I think um, yeah, uh, Kai Warner. David Bob. Oh yeah, David one, I'd say, yeah. 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 Somewhere along the way. Yeah. I can't Kai is K-A-I, so I'm getting you could be one of the Warner brothers, perhaps. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. they'll be in the music. Uh <laughs> Wayne Newton. Brother uh, of Patty. <laughs> Bert. <laughs> oh, Bert. Oh, yeah, Bert. Bert Newton. Uh we went with Jack also. Oh yeah. 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 Um, you oh, this might be a bit out of your out of your, your age, but anyway, Vince Hill, oh, Faith, Faith Hill, so. Johnny Hill, <laughs> yeah, Benny Hill, Benny Hill, oh, Benny Hill, yeah, 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 um, distant cousin of Grassy Knoll, um, 
Okay, go to town this one. Uh, Jimmy Jackson, brother of. Oh, dear. Where do you start? Yeah. Peter Jackson. Jackson. Yep. Peter Jackson. <laughs> Is that the end? The cigarette or music, music yeah, producer. <laughs> oh, buddy, what is it? The uh, suit manufacturer. Oh, yes. Hey. I, got, I got one of his suits. Um, oh. Michael, of course. Brother of Michael. Oh, yeah, Mick. Uh, yeah, Mick. I meant Mark. the cigarettes. What's the cigarettes? <laughs> Jackson. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Peter Jackson cigarettes. Yeah, do they still still sell cigarettes these days? I wouldn't. I don't. Surely they're illegal. <laughs> yeah, they all, they sell. All about vaping now, mate. <laughs> I this this will when you uh, lose when right? when I was in year when I was in year six, we could go down to the lo- local cafe in in Warrantnabeel, and they would they would sell you a smoke for five cents. <laughs> You could go in and ask for a smoke, and they would open a packet and give you. You know, nineteen seventy-two. And with uh, what's five cents worth today in comparison? Uh, well, a golden go time was twenty cents in those days. So you do the maths. Um, I'll say a dollar. Cool. Yep. So you cheap. Put, cheap. For a dollar, you could yeah. Well, there was yeah nowadays yeah. So if yeah, for a dollar you could go to the local cafe and they that you could sell they'd sell you a single smoke. I did like your comparison when you were weighing up the price when you said the golden gate was twenty cents. Is that was a was that the twenty five cent deal down the local? <laughs> <laughs> golden gate with a smoke. smoke yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays it's like you know a pint of coke or yeah, uh, yeah Big Mac and something. Yeah, we didn't have those, so you just went for the golden gate time and the smoke. Um, um, the kid's special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you can upsize to a cigar for an extra 10 <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Oh, that was the days. Um, anyway. uh, but names. Um, oh, Beverly Joe Scott. Did a version. Ooh. Sister of. <laughs> Bond Scott. Bond bon Scott, perhaps. <laughs> I thought of Brian? Um, Scott Brian of the Ant- Scott. <laughs> Brian Scott. Scott of the Ant- know, He's made a big fan. Chris, yeah. Chris, Chris Scott. Chris and yeah. Yeah. Brad. Oh, yeah, Brad. yeah pre- oh, absolutely. Um, oh, you should be mentioned. Mariah Carey, sister of Wayne. Wayne, yeah, yeah. And there was. True. I, I so <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, and I and I so wish this were real, but uh, there was a Sharon Hayes, and my immediate thought went to Darren Hayes, Savage Garden, and I wouldn't it be great if they were brother and sister, Sharon and Darren Hayes? Really? Didn't yeah. didn't their parents have it sewn up? And the last they, one, they could have done a duet with bloody John and whoever. <laughs> Don and John and was it? Uh, Jane what? and Doug Wayne. Jane and Doug Wayne, that's the one. <laughs> Jane and Doug Wayne and Sharon and Dan. Jane Wayne. Beautiful. Jesus. The, the, Hayes, an, the Hayes and Wayne band. That, that'd be a good poster. Yep. Got to say. And look, last one, particularly for Matty Doc, David Clooney did a version. Uh, but that's just fruit for the sideboards. A little bit of low hanging fruit there for you, Doc. Yeah, George and Mrs. Clooney. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that's that's all from me with that. Yeah. Very good. A few laughs there. Thanks, Chris. Well, uh, Pleasure. Could be, a, could be a staple. You never know. <laughs> uh, 
Where were we? We'll go back to. <laughs> oh, that's right. We're doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, give our final thoughts on the track and uh, give it a score out of 10 for yourself. Chris, you want to kick us off as the guest? Yeah, look, as I said, I think I said at the, the, the outset, I was, I was quite prepared, and I do remember the song, and I was quite prepared to not like it, given it was a power ballad and it had lots of strings. And But having listened to it, and probably more so listened to a few other the cover versions, um, yeah, I thought it was by far and away the best version. And having read the comments from people who were very emotionally invested in the song i i i'd have to i'd have to go an eight um i was i was swayed yeah the definitive oh, no, that's a big version. score but yeah i'm not sure eights exist anthony can you check <laughs> do we do that, eights? yeah i've heard much about i assumed it was out of 10 but i haven't never heard much above a five so that's <laughs> not that wrong. is it out of five yeah <laughs> It's actually out of a hundred. We just do your hard touches. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, what did you you did last? Um, if I were a carpenter, I think no. Yeah. Yeah. Was that your song last time, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. What did I you gave, give it that time? Uh, I think that was about a three or a two. Yeah, it's or pretty low, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a four. You gave it a four. Oh, Maddie, you cheese your good. Yeah, absolute dirge. Um, <laughs> if you've done oh, yeah. a dirge is a funeral song, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. good. Well, that would that would your score. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, as I said, I was quite prepared to not like it, but I couldn't do it in the finish. Yeah, very good. Doc? Yeah, I'd, I'd say, yeah, I'll probably go around a seven. It's a pretty powerful song. Like, yeah, I don't think it's a sort of, uh, you're not going to put it on on a Friday night where you're having a couple of drinks and perk you up. But well, um, yeah, it's, it it's, depends uh, on your uh, oh, yeah, well, situation, I guess. Yes, very true. <laughs> um, well, I guess, yeah, I suppose, I hope you're not putting it on yeah. a Friday night uh, having a couple of beers. But no, I'd say a seven. It's a pretty powerful song, and you can see why it, uh, you know, would be yeah, so popular. Keith. Yeah, well, I uh, probably I'll give it a, I'll give it a five, um, five gay times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew standard measurement. Yep. <laughs> I I just couldn't get out of my head a, a, a meme. Uh, song from a performer or an audition from a this is another a, version now it is another it's another color cover version but the it was on a, a some sort of idol show from overseas and it's a very funny clip even though it's not in english yes. but the the chick rocks up and she thinks the song's um called ken lee <laughs> and oh it's, yeah it's anyway it's very humorous so i couldn't stop just have, I just see that chick singing every time it put it on, so it's it sort of ruined it for me in that respect as well. But fair to say, her uh, her range, vocal range, isn't quite the uh, three and a half or four range, was it? It was quite poor. Oh, I don't know if she knew what range was, but yeah, mm. yeah. I think if you Google or uh, we'll put in YouTube, Ken Lee, uh, if anyone's listening, you'll uh, you'll find it. I, I, did, I did watch did watch that. It is very very good. So yeah. basically she sings Ken Lee. <laughs> Keep going, you're right on the Ken Lee. There. <laughs> so yeah, not. probably uh ruined it a little bit for me, but yeah, it's um decent song enough to get how many averaged covers over the last twenty eight years? Chris? Sorry? 
How many average of covers was it? One. Oh one yeah, uh, yeah. After the last, yeah. Now, yeah. Sorry. Hey, I'm throwing him out here. He's bloody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, 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 it's, past, it's past my bedtime. I'm, I'm 60. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, should be curled up with a cup of tea and a rug over my shoulder now. Um, yeah, right. last, it's nearly last, seven o'clock. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be having my Horlick shortly. Um, I've lost. Yeah, last. 40 years? No, 50, whatever, 50 years. Average of 1.7 cover versions per year. But in the first year, it was like one every 21 days. 1973 was the peak. Yeah, do, we need the peak. To, uh, do we need to explain what a Horlicks is for the young girl listeners oh, out there? For, now for the young people. <laughs> might be concerned. There, um, <laughs> they, yeah, yeah that, that, that hasn't aged well, has it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's a, it's a drink. It's um, I should have said Bonox. Um, I don't know whether that'd help either. <laughs> Bonox sounds like gravy. Yeah, look it up on the Google, kids. Okay, on the Google. <laughs> on the Google. Remember back in the day, you go down and get a Golden Gate time, a bloody Horlicks, and a bloody cup. <laughs> Horlicks to go. Yeah, yeah. you have a good time and a good night's sleep as well. <laughs> then were the days. Very good. Uh, if they want to sponsor the show too, give us a yell. Oh yes, please call it. <laughs> call it. Oh, no. Is it, that'd be that'd be the equivalent to OPSM sponsoring umpires, wouldn't it? Ah, yeah. oh, good. Yeah, yeah before no, yeah. I'm not sure it's a great look for your show. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> You've got a- oh yeah, I'll give it a um, six and a half. Mm. It's good. It's a, yeah, definitely the definitive version, like uh, Chris said. Um, and when he yeah, I mentioned the first chorus, but also the last chorus when he really lets rip. It's pretty hard to uh, deny that. <laughs> pretty impressive. Is it chat watch time? Oh no, hang on. We got more. We got more on Harry first. Oh yes, yes. The real dirt comes out. <laughs> so the best to last. Um, so yeah, there's he's a lot of interesting stories and facts about Harry out there. Uh, we've talked about many, and I will recommend. There's a doco out there called uh, "Who Is Harry Nielsen and Why Is Everyone Talking About Him." It uh, uh, gives a full picture of who the man was. Well worth a look. So we've mentioned he's voice range we've mentioned he never toured mentioned the remix album maybe we have gone through it all mentioned the mashup song oh the beatles so yeah they really enjoyed his work for a start and then invited him over to uh do some recording and they became very good friends uh ringo ended up being his best man uh, in one of his marriages that's how ringo got his nickname is it they were out at the older and he's like where'd you ringo <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. Oh, well played. Oh, dear. That is, you cannot deny that joke either. Well done. <laughs> you, you know Ringo's company decorated the flat in London of Nielsen? He, him and his wife, Robin, had a, had a designing company. They decorated houses, r and Design or something, and they were the ones that decorated the flat where the flat of death oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah. again not a great recommendation for your for your, re, for your decorating company is it 
<laughs> so yeah, we're thinking a deep red for the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Two rock stars have died comfortably uh, in houses with yeah. decorated. Uh, <clears throat> lots of cushions. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Beatles are known for their uh, pretty wild partying at times, and fair to say, the Nielsen was the same. Uh, in fact, he joined John on the, the infamous Lost Weekend. I don't know if you've came across Johnny Lennon's Lost Weekend. Pretty much an 18-month bender, apparently. John John oh, called right. it a, a Lost Weekend after... Oh, so it wasn't um, just a weekend then? After uh, Yoko and him split for the first time or something, he just holed up somewhere, him and Harry <laughs> just got loose. A uh, couple of highlights. Yeah. A couple of highlights of that wow. time uh, include... Harry and John kicked out of a uh, club for heckling the band. Um, <laughs> it was pretty, you know, I think they were called the Smothers Brothers. Mind yes. you, um, that's 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 a nice thing to have have on your if you're doing yeah, like a, you get, resume, get your publicist. We, we, you know, we've we've been heckled heckled by John Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> Badge of honor. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, apparently uh, Harry also restrained John from strangling his lover. At the time, oh, it got pretty dark as well. Hey, Uh, John would later vouch for Harry and getting getting him a monster record deal uh, late in his career, which uh, I think RCA Records thought John was going to sign with him too, but he didn't end up. (laughs) (laughs) Psych, psych. psych. (laughs) Well, I was reading a bit about him and Johnny, wasn't it? Um, when Johnny Lennon got um, got shot. He went on the big anti-guns campaign. So I think right, when you yeah, look yeah. up, he's uh, it's pretty funny. It all just looks funny. In um, Google, it says um, occupations for Harry, and it's got singer-songwriter the first, and then the second is anti-handgun activist. So, mm. yeah, he went full down that path, which, yeah, in America, you're probably, yeah, um, beating a dead horse a little bit with that. Or, yeah, yeah, um, yeah they don't. They're yeah. not, not keen on the old gun reform. He was... Uh, <laughs> he was... Like he, I think you mentioned before, he, he did record less and less as his career went on, mm. partly due just because he drank so much and he wrecked his uh, vocal cords a bit. But uh, when John was shot, yeah, he was just shattered, I think. Um, and uh, kind of, yeah, he even came out publicly, which he didn't really do with his singing, but mm. you know, was a real activist trying to uh, get some reform there. Uh, more on his drinking days. Uh, Matty Doc, you mentioned, yeah, Harry was a member of the Hollywood Vampires, uh, which is an infamous drinking club started by Alice Cooper. Uh, featured members of the Beatles, the Monkees, the Who. And to get into it, you had to outdrink all of the uh, current members. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Surely, there'd have to be a close enough rule. <laughs> Well, it does. It wasn't a big group, but I don't think so. It's, yeah, it's not. But I think it says on there, yeah. Although Brian Wilson and Iggy Pop, Iggy, Iggy Pop, often fraternise with members of the club, it remains unclear if they were formally inducted. <laughs> so they might have just not quite, not quite out drinking. No, you're not in. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, provisional members. Yeah. What were they called? Are they vampire? Hollywood, Hollywood vampires. vampires. Hollywood vampires. There you go. Mm. Which is funny, Jeez. I wouldn't have picked Alice Cooper to be hanging around with them either. Mm. Uh, yeah, a similar, 
I remember him being interviewed and he said how he used to, he hung out with you know, Mama Cass and uh, Jim Morrison and Keith Moon. And he said most of the people, because he was only a young emerging rock star at that stage. And yeah, he said most of the people he hung out with, with had died. <laughs> um, yeah, which obviously you can see why now, but yeah, he's doing, he's doing well to be still going. They yeah, say well, you're, um, you're only a reflection of the your six um, yes. people around you, so that's probably not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, well, well it's, it's, or in Alice's case, now the two people around you because yeah. the other four have died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many did you say? Six. Six, yeah. Six. One, two. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jimmy, what if you don't have six friends, just hypothetically? <laughs> Asking for another friend, eh? Yeah, yeah, ask, yeah asking for yeah. If, if I had a friend, I'd be asking for them. Uh, yeah, I think something about shit creek and a paddle. <laughs> yeah, fair call. So yeah, Harry, he was a partier. Uh, on the doco, they they go into it a bit. They they talk about getting a call from Harry. They were kind of like. Uh, a mixture of excitement and dread because he'd want to he'd want you to come out partying which would be fun but you also didn't know when you were going to be home whether it would yeah. be a few days later or um, but he was, it must have been a good guy because they all loved him uh, mm. uh, unfortunately though yeah the, the drink and uh, other illicit substances uh, would lead to an early death of heart failure at age 52 yeah, he just seems, on the docker, he just seems like he was a bit of a troubled soul. You know, people around him tried to help. But he just kept drinking. Mm. And uh, even there's apparently, like, John Lennon recorded a, an album with him, like, produced one, and apparently they just had, like, screaming matches at times. Oh, wow. So he got taken to hospital with, like, bleeding from the throat or whatever. Like, it's oh. just, just silly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One of the boys sort of things so i'm not sure thin line between genius and madness mm. yeah yep uh yeah he won two grammys for those uh those two covers we've talked about this song and uh, everybody's talking uh, that's about it really he had three marriages two short ones and his third one it was seemed genuine uh genuine love lasted 16 years until he passed away and they had six kids together and uh, apparently he was a very doting father. So, well, there you go. Yeah, quite the uh... character. Well, the other mm. the other thing that I took out, and I don't know whether you mentioned this earlier, was the name of the album that this song was on. No, I haven't. Um... Nielsen Schmielsen. Nielsen Schmielsen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just rocked out that. Is that? Real? I wonder if that ever it comes from there. I don't know. Could be. Well, that the. Uh, I, I was thinking about that. Or is there I, a joke? Of that. Well, or just the, just the I, I just remember the, to, the the time the uh, like your Warner Brothers cartoons and that that Schmidt sound was put in front of stuff as a sort of derogatory, sort of you know yeah. it was like you, you know you're kidding or it's you know, um, you know. I couldn't. I couldn't think of a word you put it in front of, but it was almost like a dismissive yeah. way to say. Yeah, you know, if you you said something, or I go, oh, something mm. and schmear. Homework, yeah. schmomework. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's right. yeah, exactly right, Jimmy. Yeah, what's the way you just dismiss something as? Mm. 
Yeah, it was it's probably one of his biggest albums. Um, he also had Son of Schmilson. And, uh, he, he liked that Schmilson idea. A little, a little touch of Schmilson in the night. <laughs> uh, he definitely did things his own way. Yeah. Well, one other thing I mentioned. So yeah, after um, after this song and this album, you know, it was pretty big. He was sort of riding high. The, the first single he released after this was it's called "Breaking You Breaking My Heart" or something. But it said, um, "I'm going to swear here. I'll beep it out." It had the lyrics you in it, and that, yeah. oh. at the time, that was not not a done thing. Not a done yeah. thing. Um, it didn't uh, achieve much commercial success. Head mm. <laughs> of his head of the game, though. Yeah, that's probably why the yeah. artists all love him too. He was kind of yeah. just out there doing his thing. Because yeah. he didn't he, didn't he do some some songs under a pseudonym? I think he had a a, a moderate uh, success with a, with a uh, song called Baba Black Sheep, and under the name of Bo Pete. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I think early on you're right, Chris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He also did a uh, <laughs> animated movie. Like put all songs on that. He's hard to pigeonhole, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, true. Good on him. Good on him. Oh, lastly, we'll do the uh, the Google Google. Oh yes, the Google search. Uh, how many letters do you think before you get Harry Nielsen as the? Uh, oh, first, you'd have to get first through. Yeah, oh, yeah, Harry. Harry. Yeah, Harry. Yeah. Who's got him Potter. Um, Harry and Meghan. Harry and Meghan. Yeah. Nil. I'd go Ni. I reckon. Oh, Matt. I'll go the N. Jimmy, correct. Well done. Yes. There's no other, like, yeah, you type in Harry N and it's just Harry Nielsen. I did not recognize any other Harry N's. Okay. So, yeah. 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 Bit of a market there. If you're, uh... Yeah. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> in the market. Get someone to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, I, if I get a rock star, I'm going to call myself Aaron A. Aronson or, <laughs> or, <laughs> or possibly Aardvark. Yeah. Aardvark, Schmardvark. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I, lo- I love a good circle back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very good. Now we can move on to chat. Oh, yeah. How are you going there, Matty? Yeah, good. So, yeah, see, uh, this was, I think, the first week of this song being at number one. It stayed in for another about four or five or six weeks, so it may have been longer. It took over um, five, big. Was it five? Yeah, big Donald McLean took it over. Took mm. over him uh, with American Pie, which was big in song. there. For, yeah, big song was in there for a few weeks. Um, so there was a couple other songs that went to number one that were in the charts. Um, so I'll probably run through them to start. So there was a brand new key, which was at number seventeen oh, this yeah. week by I've Melanie. Brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. Is that what it is? Yeah, I've got. I no. got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. Oh, there you Melody. go. Well, there you go. That went to number one. I wasn't sure of that. And then at number twenty-seven, the song called "Day by Day" by Colleen Hewitt. Yep, Colleen Hewitt. Is she from yes. Warrnambool? I I it's... feel like <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was going to say it sounds like you're going to see someone who you're going to see on SBS Food or something like that. Yeah, like the Food yeah. Network sounds like a T Rex. Sorry, big, big star. <laughs> Just... yeah. Telegram, Sam. Yeah, day it's... by day was out of Godspell. 
It was pretty what, big at the time. What's Godspell out of? Yeah. What's Godspell out of? <laughs> yeah. Oh, your, your education is not complete, young Skywalker. Um, yeah. We, Godspell, well, Godspell was a musical. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was pretty big. About, about the same, around the same time of Jesus Christ Superstar. It was sort of a bit of a 70s thing. Yeah, and, there you go. Yeah. So they were the only four to, four to make number one there was... Um, yeah, the Nielsen song, Donald McLean, Melanie and Colin Hewitt. Of the rest in the charts, none of the others made to the the number one position. But some other ones of note, and probably the first I'll start with at number eight, Day After Day by Badfinger. Mm. Go, there's, uh, there's go. the boys. Bit of a uh, crossover there. Day after day. If you look, you can work. Can you? Sitting alone in my something room day after day. Yeah, there you go. Not familiar with that. Just something or other, baby, make it soon. I give my love to you. Something like that. Or Stan Lee, Bruce Lee. (laughs) 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 Other ones of note. Number nine, Cat Stephen. I think that was mentioned earlier on. But yeah, Morning Has Broken, which is a it's a double A side again, which yeah, Morning mm. Has Broken and I Want to Live in a Wigwam, which is, uh, yeah, good title. I didn't know what a wigwam was. Had to, did a, had to do a bit of Googling there. And? and? You know what a wigwam is? It's basically <laughs> like a North American, uh, like teepee. a teepee. Yeah, sort of ah. um, like a hut sort of thing. Mm. So. Um, some other big ones there. BG's number 10. Uh, Led Zeppelin at number 12. What is new that song? Um, yeah, another interesting name was uh, at number uh, number 21 by Wings. Give Ireland back to the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty uh, direct. Yep. You know that one, Chris? Actually, I don't know. I, I, that one doesn't come to mind, to be honest. Uh, that, that tune. A few others do, but not that one. Did they get it back? <laughs> they got a bit of it back. Who, who had it? <laughs> oh, the English one. Sort of. Oh, the English. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, yeah, the English had it for a while. Political. Um, yeah, so I don't know if there's any other you guys have, have noticed that uh, stick out. I didn't know a lot of the other ones in in the um, in the list there. There's some character names, but I didn't know many of the others, <laughs> other um, songs or, or artists even. Uh, the Aztecs there. Most people I know. Bill, think that Billy I'm Thorpe. Yep. Mm. Uh, where I, did, I did. I did listen oh, yeah, to. Oh, sorry, number six. Yeah, I totally skimmed over that. Well played. If If you want to treat yourself, get on YouTube. Type in the mums and the dads and the Rangers <laughs> waltz. <laughs> brilliant, that... brilliant stuff. It's a. It's actually a waltz song. We were. I was hoping it's, for the full four minutes there. Too. No, yeah, yeah. Sorry to disappoint you, Jimmy. Um, yeah, it's it's got uh, yeah, mum on the piano and dad on the piano accordion or whatever. Yeah, Not, it's great. Mama's in the puppets there, having a having a bit of a deal. Yeah, yeah, very very bad version of them. It's down at uh, 38. Are we going down that far? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heart of Gold, Neil Heart Young. Heart of Gold, Neil Young. It's, um... mm. Isaac Hayes, too. Isaac Hayes, Chef. Chef. Yeah. Theme from Shaft. Very smooth. Oh. Yeah, true. Uh, 36, When You Wish Upon a Star, Jamie Redford, ex-young talent time star. 
left Ooh. Australia and went and lived with Liberace. Wow. <laughs> no judgment here. Yeah, good on him. That's awesome. There's a few, yeah, like the Carpenters and T Rex. A few names yeah. you recognize. Russell Morris, Bee Gees. I don't really know the songs. Uh... I think it's a really interesting mix of music. You sort of go from like Joy, which is Apollo 100, da 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 <laughs> and you, know, you got your mums and the dads and arrange your waltz. Then, then you sort of go down to you know, Led Zeppelin, T Rex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just such a, a slide. It's just uh, oh yeah, the, I've checked out uh, number eleven, the congregation, softly <laughs> whispering "I love you," which was appalling. Um, just a really schmaltzy sort of you know the congregation were well named. Um, yeah, to have, to have all those in with with you know the Led Zeppelin, Black Dog. I mean, uh, just it was just such a Imagine watching Rage at that time. Oh, yeah. so you wouldn't know what you're going to get. Nowadays, I suppose the charts are, are mainly, like, especially if you're watching mainstream TV, is all like pop. It's just the mm. one one genre of music where, like, I know you can look up like heavy metal charts or, mm. you, you know, unearth charts or, or whatever. So mm. I suppose it's, yeah. Um, expanded, Very yeah. So, horse with no name by America. That's a pretty well-known song, isn't it? Yep, sure is. Mm. Been through the desert with a horse with no name. Ah, uh, is uh, that that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, 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 do. It's just funny reading some of the names. Like, it seems so wholesome. Oh, <laughs> like Colin sure. Ewan, mm. Alison McCallum, yeah, that's Scott English, Don Farden. It's just. <laughs> Just people, it sounds like they're walking off the street. Yeah, I'm mm. Mm. Yep, that's right. Yes, it's very, yeah, vanilla names, aren't they? Whereas now <laughs> I think, what was it the other week where they've all got fancy letters and numbers and whatever else in their name? Yeah. Like, mm. they're Cash sign. <laughs> He's just rocking every real name. Johnny Cash had his time again. I think when you go to the yeah. um, record, you've got to produce a burst if you get... <laughs> Just to um, put on your record label. Well, all the names are taken, so that's why they have to get. Oh yeah, go yeah. there. Yeah. True. I still think "Garden on a Trampoline" is my favourite name. <laughs> that is funny. Might might do a bit of googling on that. See if that's the thing. Chicory tip there with an interesting song. I did not think you said tip then. I thought yeah. you said something else. I wasn't paying attention. I was like, boy, yeah. howdy, that's an interesting Again, no judgment here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Three Dog Night there, they um, they covered one of Harry's songs, actually. I think they did one as well, actually. Okay. Same, same as Johnny Farm. They, they achieved some success. Yeah, so they were the, the notable ones there that I yeah, uh, noticed. Yeah. Interesting times. There you go. All right. Thanks, Matty. Now it's time to uh, see where we're heading next. Next episode. Oh, the journey. <laughs> um, all right. I don't know. You guys see that? I love how ancient yeah. this looks. <laughs> all right. Now it's time for the. Next song. Do you reckon Harry? Do you reckon Harry made this software up when he was working his IT job his or bank, whatever? Yeah, uh, <laughs> computer programmer. <laughs> yeah. 
it's very old school, isn't it? Hey, it is, isn't it? They don't need to dress it up, do they? Just get the job done. Mm. You polish your turd, you still got a turd. That's what they're going with. <laughs> they're going with that sort of, you know, no need to brush it up. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, indeed. I feel really privileged to be seeing this because it's like, you know, it's like mm. sort of the curtain of reality is being pulled back and I get to go, see Chris behind she. it. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the magician's curtain. Yeah. <laughs> You can see it's all legit, Chris. Can't yeah, you? it is. Uh, you, do, you don't. You don't just make <laughs> this stuff up. Um, all right, let's do it. Get let's dates. Get dates. Oh. Okay. Oh. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. To the. Uh, this is how it's done. Early two thousands. Two thousand two. Oh, look at the twelfth. Twentieth. Twentieth July. Twentieth of July. Two thousand two. Oh, hang on. Yeah, that's the Oh, you're kidding me. There is some, uh, there's some synergy. Synergy here. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I was going to say, you better check it wasn't June, but it would be the same song, wouldn't it? Pretty much. Nelly, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Look at that. Wow. That's a ripper. Okay. Yeah. And a bit more stuttering in there as well, which is great. Yeah, quite similar to uh, Harry Nielsen, uh, yeah, kind of yeah. bloke, I guess. Mm. Ballads, power ballads. We have yeah. some similar issues, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, popular uh, type of confectionery. Mm. All oh, <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, what are the clues? Yeah. What are the clues oh, you want to give out? Yeah. Any other clues? Mm. I don't own one of his CDs. <laughs> uh, would it, would my clue I'll say that you can also eat them mm. <laughs> I think that was just said popular uh, oh, type of confectionery yes ah. <laughs> who's past their bedtime now uh, <laughs> oh. Jim always going around the outside poor fella oh. <laughs> oh. this looks like a job for me eh? uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think you're a bit, you don't like this song, do you, This is a very good song. I don't know any of those songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting one above him. Holy Balance, Kiss Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten she had a uh, scene career. Yep. I reckon the one of the two above that one. Shakira's under Shakira. Shakira. Underneath you. Scott Kane. Isn't he? Oh, pop stars. Pop stars. Oh, I thought you, he owes the block. <laughs> yeah, he does, doesn't he? He's too <laughs> chippy. No worries. There you go. Look forward to that. Very much so. Let's play the damn song. All right, now it's that time of the episode where we listen to the song again. It's uh, Without You by Harry Nielsen, but and try something different this episode. Uh, we mentioned the Ken Lee version earlier. Uh, seems to have hit a chord with some of our hosts and guests. So we're, we're going to play a bit of a prank. Uh, we found a Ken Lee in the uh, white pages. We're going to, uh, going to give him a call. See if he, uh, see if he knows it. I'll just put his number in. Okay. It's ringing. Hello, Ken speaking. 
Hello. Is that Ken Lee? Yes, speaking. Yeah. Do you yeah. hear a song about you? Who is this? Oh, sorry. Okay, bye. Oh. So I think he's he's aware of the of the clip. Gotta ring him again. Uh, we have to ring him again. All right. Oh, I, think on, so. I think so, yeah. Doc let's give Chris, it to yeah. him. You can't, you can't ring him like that. I'll ring it. You you guys try something on. All right. Hello. Ken speaking. Is that Ken Lee? What, what are you doing? Who, who is this? Sing the song with us, Ken. Come on. What? Who, who is this? Sing the song with us, Ken. Come on. You know you want to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, come, yeah on, Ken. come on, Ken. Just a couple of bars. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Yep, I'm done. Well, I think we've lost him again, have we? All right. There is. Um, let's let's go. Too we'll, happy. You know. All right. Let's just trade in. All right. We're going to get. Hello. Kelly! Kelly, what do you even do? Kelly! Kelly, did you follow? Had enough of you, kids. Kelly! Kelly! I'm trying to enjoy a cuppa. And I'm going to drink it with or without you. Ah! Oh, he yes. said it! He said it! I didn't mean it! Kelly, Kelly. 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 <laughs> oh, we better wrap it up there. We're just going to play a song. So you can, you're a legend. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on, Chris. Uh, a pleasure, guys. Thanks, Anne. Thanks, thanks Matty. Thanks, Keith. We'll uh, see you. Yeah, it's uh, good. Hear you thanks. all next time. Thanks, thanks fellas. Thanks, fellas. Cheers, boys. You're still here. Wow. Well done. You made it to the end. Thanks for listening. If you want to link up via the socials, search for every Aussie number one song ever on Facebook and Instagram. Or chuck us an email at everyoznno one at gmail.com. That's every A-U-S-N-O and the number one at gmail.com. We would love to hear any anecdotes or facts and figures about the songs and artists. Cheers.